Just a few thoughts in reflection, something a bit more for the older ones, I, I should su suggest. The Great Wall, it's a fascinating story, so high, so low, so wide, no way round. The wall, of course, is the wall of sin. And human effort tries always to get around the world's greatest problem. The Bible tells us that there's nobody righteous. No, not one, it even says. So what is it that blocks the way? What is it that sin does? Well, the clearest picture is the fact that sin creates a barrier it puts a gulf between us and God. And uh, right back in the garden, as we saw in the earlier film uh, that uh, we, we saw, that uh, Adam and Eve took and rebelled against God. They disobeyed his command. And all since that day, sin has been the elephant in the room, if I might use the jungle illustration. What is an elephant in a room? It's a topic of conversation that nobody wants to refer to, but it's sitting there beside you. All the other things we'll talk about and gossip, but we forget that sin is still with us. And unless we deal with that, then we're not going to get anywhere. And the Bible tells us our iniquities, that's the bad things we do, have separated us from God. And the sin, our sins have hidden his face from us so that he will not hear. How so? Well, if God was to let one white lie into heaven and let sin creep in there, heaven would be as broken as earth. You would have police, fire services, you would have hospitals, because sin destroys, sin brings death. And it would be just as wicked as here, so he cannot let it cross the barrier. But yet, human beings try to find a way around it. And um, the... Uh, uh, different ways we try to get over it. Here's just an illustration of some of them. To try and cross the gulf, we create our own ideas and ways to see if we can get round it. The bottom one there says philosophy. Philosophy actually means lover of wisdom. And uh, we like to think that by our wisdom, our science, our knowledge, our, our own human abilities and thinking things through, we can get round it. The modern philosophy, I don't know if you've ever studied or are interested in it, is a thing they call postmodernism. Modernism was the thing that happened in the Enlightenment, uh, which is 18th century onwards, where we discovered through science that there were laws and principles that guided the universe. And so you've got the laws of physics and things like that, gravity and other things, and we thought we could discover principles and that there were truths that could be known objectively. What postmodernism has done, and this is the, the latest craze, and you'll have encountered it, although you probably don't recognize it, is that we say that uh, the philosophers are telling us that these are all cultural ideas, and that actually what works for you is okay. What works for you is okay. It doesn't matter. They might contradict, because in their view, there is no objective truth, there is no God, there is no uh, rules or laws, they're all creations of our own thinking. And that what works for me, uh, carry on, do what you like. 
And I'm sure you've encountered that concept today. And there are authors that, I'll not give you their names, they're, uh, they're too complicated, some of them. But they are pervading the thinking. And if you watch your televisions, you will see that this view that there should be a God and truth is denied. And um, the Bible is an interesting book because there was a writer to a book called Ecclesiastes, King Solomon. And King Solomon looked at wisdom. He said, I applied myself to understanding wisdom. But I learned this. It's a chasing after the wind. With much wisdom comes much sorrow, more knowledge, more grief. Why so? Because the viewpoint is firmly based on planet Earth. It's too confined. And the writer to Ecclesiastes says, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. He actually explains the hydrological cycle at one point. He says, all the rivers flow into the sea, yet the sea is not full. From the source, they come back again. And uh, so he's describing how the uh, water evaporates from the earth, becomes clouds and falls, and it goes round and round. And what he's saying, life does that. But there seems to be no way to break out from it. And of course, Paul looks at this, and he looks how the darkened philosophies, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God or gave thanks to him. Their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And unfortunately, human philosophy can't get us round this great wall of sin. Second thing that people try are morality and good works. And um, uh, people think that if they're generous and helpful to others, they will get some reward eventually and get by. Bill and Melinda Gates set up a fund with a challenge. Bill Gates has stated he would like to give 99% of his fortune away to charity. Currently, he's given $50 billion away, which is just $5 billion short of what Warren Buffett gave away, and does tremendous amount of work helping people and uh, providing food services, providing medical services across the world. The thing is, no matter how many good works and things we try, we're ignoring the elephant in the room. As Paul said, the good things I would do, I can't. But the evil things I don't want to do, I end up doing. There's a principle within our hearts of sin, the bias that takes us away. Paul says, if I give all I possess to the poor and give my body to hardship, that I may boast, if I do not have love, I gain nothing. Giving things away is a good thing, but it doesn't remove the sin, the elephant in the room. The other thing that people try, it says, according to this, is religion. And there are many religions across the world. We're aware of many. But I want you to visit the tomb of Gautama, who was called Buddha, who died about 480 BC. You can't, because they cremated him. And with the cremation, they took little bits of his ashes and spread them across the world. But he died. Muhammad founded a religion we know as Islam, which uh, creates rules, indeed a book to mimic the Bible. But nevertheless, you can go to Mecca and you can see the grave of that person. The point is, there is no way that other religions that humans invent can give eternal life because they're dead. 
There is only one can bring that, and that is someone who came the other direction. The thing is that gap cannot be bridged, but God took a different view. He came from the other direction, and he sent one who could cross that gap, and that is Jesus. His rescue plan involved sending himself. And the thing is that Jesus was fully man. He was born as a human being. He grew up, and he lived a perfect life. He showed what God could be like. He showed how God intended to show us up for our sin. If you're in a dark room and uh, you, uh, you, you, you're sitting there, you might say there's a bit of a smell in this room, but I can't see it, so I'm all right. But as soon as someone switches the light on and you see the filth and the little insects and creepy crawlies, suddenly you realize I'm not in the place I should be. And when Jesus walked in this earth, he shone a spotlight onto all of our humanity, that we are full of the creepy crawlies of sin. And when he lived that perfect life, he came and died on the cross for our sin. Christ died for our sins, was buried. And the amazing thing is that he smashed death by rising from the dead, which means he is alive today and able to deal with your sin problem, my sin problem, everybody's sin problem, because he's here alive amongst us. How is it that he did that? Well, in dying for our sin, he took upon himself, as a man, he could take human sins. But as God, he's big enough to take everybody's sins. But not everybody wishes to have their sins forgiven. As the story of that uh, paralyzed man who was dropped down into that home, your sins are forgiven. He has paid for your sins. What is it that we must do if he has broken that wall of sin? And the answer is, in this verse, receive him. Believe in him. There is no other way but to accept him. Because if Jesus is your sin bearer, if he is the vaccine, if he is the medicine, if he is the only cure for sin then we need to receive and accept that and believe and trust in him. And believe in him is our sin bearer, the one who took away our sin and all of it from not just the past, but the present and the future. To accept him as our savior, the one who's going to change our lives and make us more like himself. And to accept him as our Lord and follow him and walk away in a new life. The thing is that religion can't get rid of it but Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Have you got that relationship? Have you received Jesus? Have you believed and put your confidence and thanked him for dying for you and asking him to live in your life? That is the only way through that great wall. And I trust and hope that if you haven't done it, you will come and talk with someone here this morning Discover how you too can have that eternal life that only Jesus brings.